switch on the radio, switch on the television. You, there are lots of programmes on um, looking after children and troubled teenagers or whatever. And the majority of them are based on behavioural principles. And Watson himself would recognise many of the techniques. So things like, obviously, you see a lot in programmes now going to sit on the naughty seat, you know, sending a toddler out of the room for a while to sit on the naughty seat until they're going to behave. That, that would be the same principle. Time out, time out from positive reinforcement. So it, Watson would have been seen as the founder of that tradition. Did he try this out with his own children? He did, and made his wife do them as well. That was the, the thing. And she reflected on this in later life that she tried to be a good behaviourist but she wasn't. She felt that it wasn't good for her boys to be brought up without kisses from their mother, without cuddles and affection, which was the approach he took. Independence was the key thing. He was very much a, a creative person who was believed in doing things oneself, and he wanted to pass it on to his children and other people's children, but in order to do that, he didn't want them mollycoddled. Is behaviourism still studied today? And would you, would you find people who describe themselves as behaviourists in the, in the research they were doing, or, or has it kind of gone out of fashion, really? The cognitive revolution that took place in the um, 50s and 60s, it, sort of, it liberalised psychology. It allowed us to look at things that we know were important, like consciousness. I mean, Watson was explicitly saying that, A, it doesn't exist, and B, if it does exist, you, you shouldn't study it by introspection. So it was a very hard-nosed approach and people just re rejected it for, for various reasons. Academic psychologists would think it would be out of fashion, but academic psychologists often don't look beyond their own hallways. There are probably more behaviorists now than there ever were before. The reason behaviorism is growing, but academic psychologists don't seem to see it, is that most of the growth is going on in the non-academic treatment realms, where just about every anxiety disorder is treated with behavioral techniques, developmental disabilities are treated with behavioral techniques, head injuries are treated with behavioral techniques, and even now um, animal training is almost universally done with behavioral techniques, which is nice for the animals because they don't have to suffer um, the abuse that they had to when they were more or less being punished into doing whatever they needed to do. Shaping and what we call clicker training, it has taken about 50 years to get into the animal training business in a big way. And you can trace that legacy all the way back to John B. Watson and his emphasis on being objective about behavior and being precise. The Open University. For more information, go to www.open.edu forward slash iTunes U.